the show you need to get what you desire by avoiding the mistakes made by others before you. Learn the stories and journeys of what success looks like to find the freedom you deserve while thriving with your best life. And now I present to you the one, the only Rapid Results with Andrew Wise. All right. Welcome back to another episode of Rapid Results. We have an amazing fellow Oregon Duck today, Brian Cargill from Tactus Media, here to talk to us about video marketing. And in case you're wondering a little bit about who this Brian Cargill guy is, he actually is from Tacoma, Washington. He played competitive soccer, but him and I met through the University of Oregon in our journalism school. And Brian was one of the top video marketing editing experts there. And I was going, who is this guy? Um, and he actually, him and I have been in masterminds together throughout the years, constantly helping each other grow and develop. And then Brian recently became a full-time entrepreneur um, running a video marketing business. And so before I dive into more, Brian, tell us what is the biggest, most badass business accomplishment you're proud of? Sure. Yeah. First off, thank you, Andrew, for having me on the podcast. This is amazing. Um, going live freaks me out. First of all, everyone, like, so I'm going to be editing myself in real time. So if I say something, I'm going to try to catch it, but uh, I'm not perfect by any means. So I normally don't go live because I could say some stupid stuff at any point. And uh, so please uh, forgive me in advance. Um, yeah, Andrew, thank you so much for that intro. And I'll get to the question. Um, but yeah, I did want to say, uh, yeah, we met at U of O. Uh, you're recently married. Congratulations. Or recently engaged. Congratulations, yeah. Andrew. Thank you. And I think you're living on uh, the East Coast. So we're uh, we're crossing like four or five time zones right now, Yes, <laughs> uh, which oh. is awesome. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, thank, thanks for having me on. Like you mentioned, grew up playing soccer and uh, playing competitive sports. And I still play a lot of sports today. And as an entrepreneur, I think that's really important. And we can kind of dive into that. But I think that competitive nature or just, you know, having a community of people that you uh, work with and connect with is huge as an entrepreneur. And then, yeah, a little bit about me. Uh Graduated from U of O, moved to Portland, uh, met not only Andrew at U of O, but met my wife uh, now as of uh, since August 21st, 2021. Uh, so recently married and um, yeah, just started my business right before the pandemic and kind of survived along there. But I'm going to answer your first question and then maybe we can unpack some of these other little details that aren't as necessary. But for a lot of people that are listening, um, my biggest and best business deal. Okay. Uh, so for me, I think a lot of people often think like money wise, like what dollar signs, what was the biggest one I was able to close? And uh, I, I don't even know if that's really important. The one that's the most important to me was actually in like second grade. Uh, shout out to Holden for buying an art piece that I made. I was really into drawing, hand drawing. And I, I like he was like, hey, I, I'll give you. I, I asked him, I was like, hey, for 50 cents, you want to buy a drawing? So I sold him like three or four drawings. And so big shout out to Holden for believing me and kind of giving me that early start because um, I never wanted to be an entrepreneur. I like, or I never thought of it as a path for me. I was growing up. I, you know, what was on a, a narrow and straight path. My parents were big influences on me. They're like, Hey, go to college, you know, get a job, do that. I, that was always the path for me, get a job. And that was like kind of a nice, secure, safe thing. Um, but I needed to kind of dig into who I used to be, uh, to become an entrepreneur. So like for me, as being an artist or, you know, starting with that drawing gave me that validation that early on. Uh, knowing knowledge and ability that someone's like, oh, 
that doesn't look like crap. I'll actually buy that from you. And I think that was really cool. Now, today, maybe that would have been an NFT, potentially something like that. <laughs> so times cool. has changed. But um, yeah, hopefully that answers your question. Like that first validation, my first art piece, something that I made that someone bought, Holden, that was really cool. Um, and then I kind of leaned into that when I left my corporate job. I decided to like branch out and become an entrepreneur and really trust that people want to not buy my drawings, but buy my video production, video work that I do. And um, so I had to be like, hey, what were some like, entrepreneurial things that I did as a kid that I can lean into and drawing uh, those art pieces by hand? And then eventually that led to like being in high school, selling video games to my friends. So shout out to people that like helped me kind of just get, give me that validation and understanding that like, like hey, I can do this. Um, as like scary and uncomfortable as entrepreneurship can be. Um, hopefully that kind of answers your question. Where do you want to go with things, Andrew? No, that's so cool. Um, you know, I, you know, I also was that kid in middle school who was able to, you know, buy, um, chips at the store for 25 cents each and then sell them for a dollar each at recess and feel like I was making bank. <laughs> nice. Uh, you did through the chip industry instead of, um, like school supplies or anything like that. Oh yeah, no, I, I capitalized on the chip industry and my little brother, you know, he, he was proud that he would go to the dollar store and buy four rows of, um, you know, cookies for a dollar and then he'd sell each row for a dollar each to his uh, classmates in high school and middle school. Um, so I guess, uh, us, us wise says we like, uh, selling, selling food versus, uh, pencils and stuff like that. Um, and prepackaged, well, prepackaged food, prepackaged, of course. yeah, <laughs> of course. And I love, uh, you know, how most people don't, you know, have see their entrepreneurial skills until they're in high school or college, maybe even after college. But you had a little peek at your entrepreneurial skills when you're in second grade. Um, tell us, uh, I'd love to hear more of the journey, how you go from charging 50 cents um, for uh, a drawing, which I'm sure now several thousand dollars for video packages like how does your mind even comprehend that? How do you, how do you Yeah. And I can only connect those dots. Like now, uh, at the time I was just like, Oh, this is like, my parents are only giving me like 25 cents to like make my bed or they, they didn't really give me an allowance. I didn't grow up on with chores and allowances. I've had to teach myself that later in life. Um, but yeah, it's not a linear path by any means. It wasn't like, Hey, I was selling these drawings, uh, went to this, went to that. It was kind of like, I was just kind of going through life, uh, I, I I don't know. I've never even really considered myself a creative. So it's like really weird being in this position, being interviewed by you, Andrew. Like, and I don't never really considered myself a creative, never really even considered myself an entrepreneur, but just like fell into a lot of this through uh, necessity. Um, so like I mentioned, going through uh, corporate America or like going through, uh, yeah, high school and then going to college, getting that job. The first big one was like, I said yes to kind of the big, corporate job that came my way. The first one I was like, Hey, you know, this is what I've been working towards. And it kind of aligned with what I wanted to do is video production related and working on marketing, working in marketing and kind of getting a, a handhold there. Um, cause I, I also have a passion for like advertising and marketing and just like brand and how things look and feel, um, which probably makes me a little bit different than the average videographer that's just making videos and just wants to maybe do films. Whereas I have like kind of that angle that I like doing social media and like YouTube videos and kind of short promotional type clips. Um, so I guess like said passion or like I had an idea that I wanted to like create video that gets seen 
Um, I don't know if I, I feel like a lot of creatives, they probably work, you know, if you're working in corporate America, um, a lot of your work probably doesn't get seen because at least that's how I felt like 80% of the stuff I, they only showed like 20% of the stuff I actually made 80% of it was just kind of like hidden in the dark and I'm, you know, maybe it'll eventually be, we'll see the light of day, but that was always really frustrating because as a creative, you don't want to create for, you know, a dark room or a closet you want to create so people can see your work and you want to like be able to i guess the title of this is like leverage you know video uh how, you, how can you leverage it if no one's seen it so um that's kind of my path and i fell into doing my own company by um i don't know like i it, it's not how i originally wanted to do it I, and originally i would like be in a comfortable space and i would have like started my business but I started my business not, I didn't have any pre ideation or whatever. I just, uh, was kind of sick of my job and I'm like, Hey, I know like I, I can be happier out there. And I was just so unhappy and it was causing a lot of anxiety and stress. And I remember like, I mean, my wife will even attest to this, like just sitting on my back porch, like looking up at the stars, like, man, is this really like what my life is? And just crying, like it literally like breaking out in tears. Like this sucks. Like I, uh, yeah, I think a lot of people, and especially as creatives, like we're, we don't see the world like, uh, very binary or very, uh, like numbers or digital driven. Like it's not just black and white. There's a lot of gray. And so, and, uh, as a creative, it's like, I want to have like more of a, a purpose of, you know, something that's bigger than myself. And so my company creates that for me, uh, and more, and we can dive into that too. Cause it's like, it, Every day as a, as an entrepreneur, as a business owner is, is stressful. It's a roller coaster of emotions and you like, you, you ride the highs and you ride the lows. Yeah. You know, that, that's such a, a great point. Um, you, you know, and growing up with my father as an entrepreneur, you know, it, it, it's how life goes as an entrepreneur is that some days you're like on top of the world. You're like, this is amazing. This is awesome. And some days you're like, Oh my gosh, this freaking sucks. How the heck did I sign up for this? Why am I not working a consistent paying job right now? What was I, what was I thinking? Oh yeah. Uh, and, and I, I agree that, that, that needs to be talked about. Um, and, you know, it is kind of the, the beauty and the terror of capitalism is that you have to put a lot of risk on the line to get the reward. Um, and at the same time, you have to understand what risks are involved in the first place. Um, you know, I, I also have had, uh, you know, terrible lonely nights. You know, I think when I first um, launched my business, became a full-time entrepreneur, like I didn't make an official sale until like six months in. <laughs> oh, wow. That's crazy. Cause like, I remember you posted this thing that was like, Oh, uh, made like way more working by myself than my corporate job. I was like, man, I wish I was Andrew. <laughs> oh, well, I, I had, um, well, so I say, I should say, um, official coaching, um, gig, I should say, cause I was able to get other gigs as well. Um, so I left in 2019 and then I worked with this guy from Australia to help do like social marketing for him. Um, but then I had another couple months off and then I had another, um, d deal as well, doing more social media marketing and, and more coaching. But as far as growing the coaching business, yeah, that, that took a solid six months, but I did get other gigs along the way. And then, of course, um, I have figured out how to since make more than my corporate job since leaving that. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's amazing. 
Yeah, you're an inspiration to me. Like, I honestly, I'm on your podcast, Andrew, but like, you're an inspiration to me. You're you're knocking it out of the park and like very inspiring a lot of people and motivating a lot of people to take action and you know create the life that they want to have. Um, yeah, you mentioned like capitalism. I feel very blessed that we're able to do this in this country. I've been to like a lot of different countries and like, yeah, you sometimes work a trade your entire life or you're an apprentice or you're in a society where you're not able to take these kind of risks because yeah, it is a huge risk and um, I feel blessed to be able to do that um and yeah thankful you know in the u.s like we were able to start our own businesses because um that's kind of uh, it's it's essential for things to kind of keep moving forward and innovation and like new products and new ways of looking at things and like yeah it's it's an interesting system where it allows for uh new things to come through uh and where are some advantages for small business owners and so um we could dive into those but i i think for the biggest thing like i want to get across to people in this podcast is that um entrepreneurship is hard it's very hard. It's, it's going to be the one of the hardest things that you'll ever do. And it's, it's all in, but like in life, you're always all in, you know, the, whether you're not, you only get one shot at life. You only get one shot at doing all of this. And so, um, to put everything kind of on the line to start a business, um, it's going to be really scary and it's going to be hard. And I don't want to give people the wrong idea. Like it's not for everybody. It is like not for the faint of heart at all. And I don't even consider myself like faint of heart. I thought I was like pretty stable like very happy go lucky i love to be positive i always try to see the silver lining and things but there are days where it's like very very hard or weeks where it's very very hard and you have to like stay motivated and you got to take care of yourself um because any one of these pillars like you don't take care of yourself your business takes a hit um if if uh like i don't know that that's always one of the biggest things i kind of stress for people is like make sure you're getting your meals make sure you're taking going you're sleeping make sure you're taking care of exercise um are you socializing with people are you and i try not i used to be like oh i want to like ride the wave and like if i feel comfortable editing like keep editing till one or two in the morning and now i'm trying to shy away from doing that because uh getting a full night to sleep your brain just works so much better i notice. like if i didn't sleep a full seven hours last night i'd be struggling and stumbling over my words and who knows as we keep going with this interview i might even continue <laughs> to struggle but i would say self-care is like kind of those big things and um just knowing that uh entrepreneurship yeah it's not the faint of heart like there's a i almost wanted to write a blog post at one point like the dark side of entrepreneurship which is just like um I know that like, uh, you know, mental health, like anxiety, depression, those all run really rampant for entrepreneurs. So if you're already someone that kind of has some like mental health things that you're, you're battling, I would, uh, maybe recommend just keeping the consistency. I know a lot of people kind of hate on the like nine to five it's consistent, but there are some advantages where like, people we're, we're people of habit. And so if you have like things set in place, you're able to be a lot more calm and like I know when I was working a nine to five, I was able to invest a lot more in my like self improvement and doing some of those things. Cause it was like, okay, work is done. Now I can invest in myself. Whereas with, as an entrepreneur, I have to create my own, like kind of my own, uh, like borders or barrier, uh, like a structure. I have to create my own structure. And so like, I can't wake up and just play video games for an hour. Cause then my brain's going to be like all spazzed out for the rest of the day. Like it's good to, um, like I like to eat the frog right when you wake up in the morning, yeah. work on video editing for a few hours. And then I know that the day is like a win. Um, what does eat the frog mean in case they don't know? Yeah. I forget who I, um, gosh, who did I get that from? Uh, one of these like old sales, 
I don't know. It's not, it's not nice to say old, but uh, a, a sales professional probably from like the 19, he was in his heyday or like 1980s ish. Um, or, uh, I don't know if um, Ziggler, uh, Jim Rohn. It was like of that caliber. I forget what his name was. It maybe it was Harvey Steve. No, I don't know. Not Steve Harvey, but Steve Harvey. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he probably has. He has a lot of good quotes. Um, no, I, I can't think of the. I can't think it. of the uh, the author right now. So it's my bad on for you guys for not no, having that okay. off the top yeah. of the head. But pretty much, eat the frog is like kind of what it sounds like. You know, it's something very disgusting that you don't want to do. But if you do it early enough, you kind of get get it over with. So I don't know. Maybe it's a chocolate frog. If you you know Harry Potter fans out there, shout out. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's what I always recommend is like, or that's what, that's what works for me. But that's, what's really interesting about the entrepreneurial journey is that like everyone is unique and how you structure your day and, um, what works for you isn't going to work for everybody else. So for me, it's been a lot of tinkering around with like, what's the, you know, a good day structure. And then the, any number of things that come into the day that you have to adjust and like an email comes in or you know, someone wants to work with you and you kind of want to be prompt with those communications. So just, I don't know, being organized and figuring out what works for you. I think there's like that old quote, like know thyself and entrepreneurship a hundred percent forces you to know yourself if you want to be able to thrive. Whereas, I don't know, I feel like if you're working for somebody, you can kind of be like, Oh, I'm, I am who I am at work. And then I am who I am outside of work. And those become two different things. Whereas entrepreneurship, there's a blend. I know some people are like, there's no difference between my entrepreneur, my, my business and who I am. And I don't know if that's really healthy either. Cause like you should have like some, some boundaries, like, Hey, I'm taking this time to take care of myself. Cause it's really easy for people like, Oh, I'm not going to watch any TV or I'm going to cut out video games or uh, any of these things are like watching the sports. You can tell that obviously I'm, you like all those. Uh, yeah, I like all those. Just your classic middle-aged white, you know, guy. I don't know. I feel like I need to draw attention to that. You know, I'm just uh, and I'm trying to stay away from like bro marketing, which has become a bigger uh, topic these days. So yeah, I would just say figure out things that work for you. Structure your day in a, in a way that like uh, brings you happiness and no and like. Only you know what you can do. Like for for me, I know if I push myself harder one day, I'm going to pay for it the other day. So it's better to have like a balance and not push as hard and be like, especially as a creative, you have to kind of bring the creative to like you bring the creative uh, up. I don't know. Uh, What's your name? I'm all over the place with this interview, Andrew. I'm sorry. But uh, um, Big Magic, she talks about like people aren't a genius, but they have a genius within them is how people used to think of it, especially like in the Roman times, apparently. And so I totally agree with that. You kind of have to take care of like your inner creative. I'm not a genius. So that's not what I'm implying. Um, uh, You got to take care of your inner creative. (laughs) I don't even know what that term means anymore because you got to live like every single day and you got to be consistent every single day to actually even show results. So like you can't be like smart for one day. You got to kind of show it over and over. Um, but I, what she says is that you got to take care of that genius or you got to take care of that creative within you. Um, and for me, that's like getting good amount of sleep, taking care of all these other buckets. So that way, when it does come time for me to be creative, I'm able to be on and be attentive and be ready. You know, I, I, I love all that. Um, and, and I want to go back to you, you know, sitting on the, on the porch and uh, looking up at the stars and go and, and going, gosh, you know, what, what am I doing wrong? What, what's going on? Um, 
so yeah, so there's two aspects of that. You know, the first is yeah, going back to how to take care of yourself as an entrepreneur. And the second of is like, you know, if someone's listening in, they're thinking about being an entrepreneur, but they're like, oh man, I don't want to look at the stars and cry. Um, <laughs> um, it's inevitable. I think honestly, <laughs> like you're going to get broken down to cr- tears at some, at many times throughout yeah. your entrepreneurial journey. So like, if you're, I don't know. Yeah. It's not for the faint of heart, but yeah. Is that kind of where, you, where you're going with it? Just like, yeah. What, what was that feeling and what was I sitting with or just like what, well, what I recommended to like, someone else? Yeah. Well, it goes back to, I think, understanding, you know, you know, it's okay to cry (laughs) for for sure, uh, as an entrepreneur. Um, and so the question is, how do you go about, um, I I like the topic we had about like taking care of yourself as, as an entrepreneur, you mentioned, like making sure you still have fun with playing video games, but hopefully, um, in moderation after you get your work done for the day, um, you know, it's okay to watch sports games, but maybe you can, um, you know, leverage that uh, opportunity as well. Um, so I guess, and I also want to, um, while, while it's top of mind for you, I think you wrote a, a viral blog about your, your first year as a entrepreneur. You posted on LinkedIn. I think you got like 500 likes and a thousand comments. Um, and so I'd love for you to talk about that a little bit, but, um, I know I'm, I'm also kind of giving you like three questions at once. Uh, yeah, I think I can navigate. Okay. I got right. you. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, first, yeah. Uh, I guess leaning into looking up at the stars, uh, questioning everything i'm sure a lot of people relate with that because like um i was on this journey my parents i i love them dearly i wanted to do everything right by them but i'll say up until like i was 28 i was living my entire life for like my parents it felt like um and, like wow. i had my yeah that's a long time i think most people stop living for their parents like even as early as like 15 16 years old like i'm not gonna listen to you guys like i i i don't know i i valued what my parents their input and all of that and so i was like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna finish up high school I'm gonna go to college I'm gonna get a job and then I remember telling my parents like I'm miserable like this is not making me happy like I want to do something else but my parents are like no but you have benefits and you have like a steady paycheck and they were worried about me and they were worried for me because I don't know like a lot of times as an entrepreneur if you start telling people or become before you become a business owner if you start telling people they're gonna put their own like impressions on you and tell you that because they know that they can't do it. They're going to tell you that you can't do it. Um, cause, cause they don't know you and they haven't lived your life. And so that's something that you have to kind of lean into is you got to know yourself again. Um, and you have to rise above that. And I, I didn't tell like a lot of people because I knew that I'd get judgment and I'd get pushed back. And I, I was like, I just got to for it. And I just got to do this and, you know, believe in myself. You're honestly like that bird jumping out of the, the nest and trying to fly for the first time. And if you don't, then you have to go back to working again. Um, if you do, I don't know, but by all means, I'm not successful yet. And I'm still just trying to get out of that, like survival mode. Um, because the pandemic was tough. Uh, like I think what also is connected without looking up as the stars like story should be March of 2021 where I didn't make any money, uh, which was a big eye opener for me in one month. I didn't make any money. Um, and I had to like, that really hurt. And you're just like, wow, I didn't make anything. This is not good. So then I had to like really dig into like that pain and not feeling like, I don't know what it is. There's something about in our society, like uh, an association with like value and worthiness by making money here. So if you didn't make money, you don't feel valuable. And you you know, like, that's how I felt. And so, um, I don't know. I leaned into that. And luckily like by, uh, getting out there and networking and like marketing myself and knocking on doors, I was able to get some opportunities. 
And so it was an eye opener, but it was also really, really uncomfortable and really painful going through that. And so I think that's similar with like looking up at the stars, just like, man, through all this pain, I'm able to like move into like another like space. Like you have to get kind of reach, reach rock bottom before you can start to like build up again kind of mentality. Um, and so I kind of see it as a silver lining. It's easier for me to like look back on that, like at the moment, like March 2021 didn't make any money. I like, told some of my family and family members about that. And they were like, Oh, you need to like, go get a job. Like you, you need to quit this. But I'm like, this is my passion. This is like what I wanted to do. So it was like, again, like trying not to look for validation in other people. Cause you're going to get pushback from people out there. Um, what was the other part of your question? The, uh, uh, so yeah, so it goes back to, you know, you know, that's a good example of talking about, you know, there was a full month, you didn't make any money. Um, and I'm sure that was tough for you. And so I guess the question is, what do you wish you had known sooner to help prevent that and help prevent um, less times looking at the stars per se? Like, what, what do you know now yeah. you wish you had known then or known earlier on? Yeah, I think there's an, another question. But yeah, I guess tips, tips and advice to my former self. Uh, gosh, we kind of already talked about self-care. Um, yeah, to just like, oh man, I don't even know. Because like you have to go through all this pain and like suffering to get to like the other side of it. And it sucks. Um, and there's no easy way around it. I know this is the rapid results like podcast, but really like there's no way to shortcut the process. Like it, it really is like you have to endure and go through all these things. And I know for me, like my the thing that I bring to the table is video production. And so for me, it's always about getting reps. So like how many videos can I make each year that helps make me, helps me improve. Um, so I think like, yeah, for me, like just knowing like there's going to be hard times and just like journal, get a therapist, uh, meditate. All of these things are what's going to help you get through uh, entrepreneurship. Um, but then again, like, I don't want to, I don't want to be like happy go lucky and let people like think that it's easy and doable. So it's not for everyone. I would, um, yeah, you got to lean into who you are. Do you have something that you can bring to market that is unique and that stands out and, um, people are willing to pay for, like maybe get some proof of concept first, like go out there and, um, you know, if you're a photographer, I think photography is easy one to like, if you're a photographer, like take some photos and, um, like I've heard some good advice, it's good and bad advice that like get so busy that eventually you have to start charging because in the early stages, a lot of these, like you can, um, just like practice, you know, get out there and, um, like ask someone like, Hey, can I take photos for you? Like, I know there's a lot of like the debate with the free, um, industry, especially in the creative cause creatives get burned a lot, um, by free work. But if there's some kind of exchange, like if it's going to be something that goes in your portfolio or it's going to give you access to something, then I say there's like a good trade off. Like for me, like doing photos, like sometimes I can go to an event and do photography and you're able to get to go to the event for free. Um, in exchange. I mean, obviously you're working and they're getting still a good payoff because like, you're not only taking the photos, but then you have to go edit after the event. So the work really isn't done um, until it's actually done. Um, but that's what I would recommend to people is like, yeah, trust and know that it's a process. You can't like good things take time. You got to have patience and you got to put in the work and you got to be consistent and doing that really is uh, knowing yourself and taking care of um, yourself. So that way you can show up every single every day. Um, but then every day you're not always going to feel that way. And I think giving yourself permission and feeling okay, like, you know, I'm trying my best and you know, this is just, I'm not a robot. Like you have to remember at the end of the day, you're a human, you're not a robot. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's tough navigating all of it. 
Well, and, and I like what you said about uh, you know, the importance of, of doing in reps. And yeah, you know, I know, you know, it goes back to, you know, some people do learn things faster than others. Um, but at the same time, you know, I, in my previous episode, I talked about how there's a story um, about um, two people who want to go fishing um, and build a fishing business. And uh, one person, you know, he he picks up the best books. He pick, picks up the, the best articles about how to start a fishing business. Oh, you need to get uh, this fishing pole, use this line, go to this area, start fishing, start going. And by the time he finishes all these books and all these articles and all this advice, he goes to the lake and this guy already has a full-time fishing business and took all the competition. <laughs> um, and, and the reason was because the first guy, instead of like trying to figure things out, um, he was like, okay, I'm going to take a stick and tie a string to it and, and pull it warm out of the ground and see what happens. Um, and then he figured out, Oh, actually at, at five o'clock this time I get more fish or oh, I get more fish on this side of the lake. And then he's moving faster. Um, so, so I understand. So I guess what I'm, advocating for is, yeah, the importance of yeah taking action, but taking smart action, of course, because you don't just uh, go in the in the lake and just hope that you can just grab fish all of a sudden, like it's good to <laughs> be smart about it. Um, and, and so going back to you, you said that after your March month that you, you got better at knocking on doors, marketing yourself. Um, tell us um, tell us like more, more tangibly what, what that means that you got better at, uh, marketing yourself and knocking on doors. Like what, what did that mean for you to help you so much? Yeah. Um, and I do like that story about kind of fishing where the guy like over-prepared and sometimes like you prepare so much that like the opportunity is missed. And I think, yeah, that probably is a good testament for video too. Like you're never, or like when you're going into business, um, in general, it's like, you're never going to feel hundred percent prepared, I guess. Um, it's, it's very similar. Like, I think people talk about business, like childbirth, like the first nine months is like having a baby and trying to like teach it to walk and then the baby can crawl and then it can uh, run eventually. Um, but yeah, in those early stages, like you can kind of over prepare, but yeah. I have a tendency to kind of uh, flip flop. So I can tell you one side of the pro argument and one side of the con argument is that like you do need to prepare a little bit because like that's what you're going to be relying on when you are in business. So all the preparation that you put into it, when, if, if you're doing it on your own and you're like, you're um, just trying to fly, like you're going to be like leaning into all of the little knowledge and all those little nuggets that you learned along the way throughout your life. So um yeah, hats off to people that like start a business like in high school or do something early like that. And they're starting to just kind of get familiar with that process. And they have such a big advantage. Like they're by the time they're my age, they're like, a you know, level 100 warrior mage in the <laughs> in the. Yeah. And Rocket in, the, in, the, in the entrepreneur world. World of Warcraft, shout out. Uh, yeah, Rocket League. Yeah, if anyone wants to play me in Rocket League, I'm uh, always game. Um, and then the other question was... Uh, yeah, kind of like leaning into, can you remind me of the second part? I, I like that story so much about fishing. Yeah, the, the, the tangible ways of how you marketed yourself better, how you're able to Yeah, yeah so I think for me, um, like having, one, being patient was a big part of that too. I think uh, we want results fast and being patient. So a lot of the things that I had been doing, like coming on like a podcast like this, talking about what I do, my services, um, putting together social media. So getting things out on different social media channels like Instagram and LinkedIn are some of the main ones I uh, go on right now. And 
it's just kind of the culmination of all those and letting people know that you're available. So for for me, it was people that reached out uh, actually to me. So I know I said like knocking on doors, but I think it was through the process of me outreaching that people realized like, oh, okay, Brian's looking for work. We can reach out to him. Um, yeah, I think uh, there's a really good quote. Um, Chris Rock actually says it. And um, it's like when you're when you break down on the side of the road and your car breaks down, no one's going to stop if you're just standing there. But if you're like pushing the car and like trying to do something, people will stop and help you out. So it's like through the action of doing something, people notice that and it leads to like results. Whereas like just hoping and praying that something's going to come your way, uh, like sitting inside your car, just like waiting isn't going to do it. So like I think that's the kind of the quote that stuck with me is like I think by me knocking on doors, promoting, getting myself out there there um people started to recognize that and um it wasn't a directly a one-to-one but it was like i was top of mind for people and they reached out to me and so i think that's really the big thing is um what are you known for that people like when they're not happy with like their current service provider or they just have certain questions that they like think you so like for me i've been like oh brian cargill and video kind of go hand in hand um which you know comes back to bite me a little bit because video is changing so much and like it's so different on every platform and i can't be like a guru of all platforms but i know what i know because i started doing uh, video production like in 2007 um started my first like youtube channel was like building that back in the early days and yeah it was such a weird time like who would have thought that google was going to buy out youtube and make it the one of the biggest search engines in the world um and so for me, I, I remember being in college because it was right on that cusp. Like, I really like this YouTube thing, but I'm too afraid to go all in. Whereas now, today, there's people that are doing YouTube channels all throughout college. You have, you know, some uh, college athletes even like kind of leveraging their, um, you know, the college like sports with a YouTube channel. And so it's just really fascinating that it's the market has matured so much and the online world has matured so much. Um, maybe I would have liked to do that when I was growing up, but I was on the cusp. But I also, you know, I was getting, I was cutting my teeth. I was making tons of videos throughout that whole time, not posting them all on social, but I have like a whole database of content that I've created over the years, um, since that time. Cause it's just, it's one of those things I'm passionate about. And I'm very fortunate that I found it at an early age. Um, I guess kind of bringing a couple worlds together. Like I, uh, started off making like skate videos with my buddy rollerblading. We'd make these skate videos, very old school. This was probably like 2000, uh, three, four, we were using just like a, cam a camcorder. And I remember the thing that really blew me away was that we filmed like going off a jump and my buddy filmed it from three different angles. And then we spliced it together and you're like, Whoa, that, that's really cool. And I, that was my first experience with sequencing that you could film uh, the same thing, three different, three different times. And then once you place them all together, it like creates a story, it creates a narrative. And that's kind of what's got me hooked. And so I'm, um, I don't know if you guys follow me on Instagram, you'll see that I do like a, a handful of skate rollerblade skate videos. So I'm trying to bring that back around and bring those like kind of those mesh those two worlds together. Um, Cause I think that's a big part of like, I don't know. So for me, I do video production. Other people might sell a different product or something, but I always, I'm a big fan of giving yourself personal projects and personal things that allow you to grow. And they give you that space where the stakes aren't as high. So, and I've, this has happened time and time again. Like I lean into my personal projects experience when I actually do a professional project for someone. Cause I'm like, Oh, I've done that before. I've done it kind of slightly different from my own stuff. And then when I go to the, the client, like they have a better experience because I've already like kind of you know, paid my dues, if you will, um, put in that work. 
Yeah. Uh, and I love and tell the audience who are listening in if they're like interested in video or, or like trying to see the, the value in, in utilizing video with their business. Like, you know, is, is it a growing industry? Has it kind of peaked? Um, tell, tell us about the, the video industry now. Um, yeah, video industry. I mean, that's a, that's a huge question because it's, it's changing all the time, but yeah, it's, it's massive. I mean, it's, it's very exciting. Um, there's a lot of like opportunities in it. And I honestly, I don't want to like people listening to this and creating more competition for myself, but I would say like, cause I paid those dues. Like I, you know, spent many, many years practicing and honing in on the art of it, but like everyone has in their pockets, you know, a camera now. So that's like open the playing field, but not everyone has the experience, the eye and the knowledge and the know-how to make it look good. Um, Cause I think a lot of people, once they start filming more than three or four clips are like, wow, this is like kind of a crazy daunting process. And you have to be very organized to do video production, but it's growing. It's, um, you know, a well-made video can really help you stand out in the marketplace. I really stra- uh, stress with a lot of my clients having a video on your uh, website, like right when you land on the website, having something that people can play. It keeps people on the website a lot longer. Um, but then there's so many different forms. Like, you know, for example, we're doing this podcast. You could take this podcast and chop it up into different little snippets that could go on TikTok, Instagram, you know, all things considered. If I say something that's worthy of being, uh, you know, a little knowledge nugget for people. But um, that's what's really exciting about video is it has like multifaceted uh, uses. And then you can take the audio and make it a uh, word form. You can transcribe it. Then that's like a blog. Um, there's just video is the fusion of all these different things. It's a fusion of audio visuals. And then I would even say like kind of an emotional element when you add music and some things that create a look and a feel for a video. Um, so I think, I think for me, there's a lot of opportunity. It's, it's a growing business. Like, a lot of uh, people are knowing that they need business, need video of some kind. And um, a lot of, uh, I think what people used to get hung up on is they wanted to have one video that just tells their entire story. And I think people are realizing you need like a, a handful of them. So there's a lot of different purposes. And then as a business changes, they're going to need updated materials. And so it, it's, it's pretty exciting. Um, but I would say what makes me different is like, I have that knowledge and know how, um, and it can save people a lot of those like heartaches and challenges when it comes to filming. Cause there's just like a lot of details that go into it. Like press You would think like taking the lens cap off, pressing record, having your car- cards cleared, setting up the lighting. Did you turn like, before we went on this podcast, you said you like could hear a humming sound, like listening, getting that sixth sense and listening in for like the room sounds. Like those are all things that like you only learn through heartache. And like, I've, experienced all of the challenges uh, at this point. And so I have like a little bit of a mental checklist and a physical checklist. I'm sure, you know, every shoot, there's always going to be, uh, you know, troubleshooting. You forget a piece of equipment and you're like, oh, okay, we're going to Jerry rig it with some duct tape. Um, but that's all part of the experience. Um, but I would say if people were wanting to get their feet wet, like they can start filming today, you know, they start piecing things together. Um, I grew up on iMovie. That was like where I got my first chops. And so iMovie has improved quite a bit since when I was using it. So uh, that's what I would recommend. But just know like there's no shortcut in the process. It takes a long time editing a really good film. Like all the films that we go and watch at the movie theater at home, um, those took hours and hours and hours, like years of people working on it, like in huge crews, like a crew of a hundred plus people helped put together this film. And that was just filming and capturing it. And then in the editing room, hundreds and hundreds of hours. And so I think a lot of people, they watch a one minute clip and they're like, Oh, that probably 
probably, you know, they probably filmed it sequentially and then they edited it all. It's like, no, it didn't even work that way. They filmed probably different days, different outfits. They had to troubleshoot some audio uh, issues. And I usually, I don't know, there's like many different takes on it, but I, I recommend, or I think of like one minute of film is like 10 hours to put that together, you know, travel, film, offload, organize, upload revisions. And that's just for one minute. So it takes about 10 hours for every one minute. Um, so it's just, it's, it's crazy. It's a, it's a fun industry. I've been doing it for a long time. There's a lot more people jumping into it with like, you can get some pretty quick results on Instagram, uh, posting a video Their Their algorithm will help you out quite a bit more than it was when I was starting. It blows my mind. Uh, feature is it really makes your account take off for sure. <laughs> yeah. It blows my mind. Cause like I grew up early stages of YouTube. Like you put out a YouTube video and you're like, yes, 10 people watched my YouTube video. I broke double digits. And now yeah. it's like, you can post something on Instagram, you know, write hashtags and it, it kind of has the right look and feel and it, it can take off if that's what you're going for. Um, cause like, you know, we, you talked about virality earlier. Um, and being going viral at the wrong time, if your business not ready, isn't ready for it, then it doesn't, you're just making noise. Um, so, so that's something to kind of keep in mind. Like everyone is like, Oh, that's the, the, the golden object is getting viral. But if you're not ready for it and you're not like leveraging it correctly, it doesn't mean anything. You're just kind of making noise just to make noise. Um, but yeah, that post that did well, the, um, one year as an entrepreneur, I did, uh, my first day, my first week and my first year. So if you go on medium, you can find it there under my name and see some of my results. And that goes a little bit di deeper into what we've been discussing here. Um, but yeah, it was cool seeing that post take off. I think what helped is I was on LinkedIn and it had a chart and people love charts on LinkedIn. And, um, <laughs> yeah, and it was just talking about entrepreneurship, which is a little bit of a disruptor in that LinkedIn space. Cause, um, I think it's a lot of people working in, you know, their corporate jobs and they're going on LinkedIn to escape from, uh, the day to day, but it'll also learn something. So it's, it's usually a little bit higher value knowledge there. No, it makes sense. Uh I love all these, uh, you know, golden nuggets that you're dropping, Brian. It is, it is helpful to, to learn about, um, the, you know, the, the mindset of an entrepreneur, what to be ready for, how to put yourself out there. Um, and you, and I think another important part too is like, you know, a, a lot of growing your business is telling people what you do and how you can help them. And then having people know about you, like, you know, if you were running a fishing business um, that taught people how to fish or something, like I'm sure you'd be making posts all the time, like, hey, uh, who wants to catch a, a 200 pound fish this weekend? Uh, hit me up kind of thing. Um, but it sounds like, you know, after that March um, 2021 thing, you um, started learning about posting on your social media more often saying, hey, everyone, I'm a video marketer. Here's an example of my video content. Let me help you grow your business using video. Um, so that you saying that adjustment kind of worked for you or helped you a lot? Sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, getting yourself out there and especially like in my field, like, and I find that like a lot of video people actually run into this too. It's like, we're really good at doing video for other people, but then doing it for yourself, it can be really tricky. So that's like, it's easier to do it for someone else because like you see them for what they are when you don't have all this like, uh, you know, internal bias on who, who you actually are. Um, so that's what I would say. It's like a lot. That was one of the things is like wake a call, like do a little bit more on my own end. Um, and then, yeah, just to get 
to be known, but I, it's also like just a lucky set of circumstances too. Like I'm very fortunate to my clients that they believe in me and that they've given me a shot. So I just, you know, I have a handful of clients that I really like working with now at this point and they, they like my work. So it's just a really good relationship, but it just takes time. And I think for me, it was like being patient. So like in that March, like I was like really freaking out, but had I known all I needed to do is just kind of be patient for a few more months. And then I would get like, you know, one of the best clients I've ever had, um, would, that that would have been reassuring, but it's just like kind of believing and seeing through all that and just trusting. And then like the pandemic was a big, uh, wrinkle in all of this. Cause I know one of the questions is like, where do you see yourself in five, 10 years or something like that? And, um, the pandemic, like I couldn't have planned for that. And when it was all coming down the pipeline, I was like, man, what am I going to do? I can't film in person. So I wound up kind of innovating and, uh, did more, like editing a zoom call, something like this, where the quality isn't as high, but if you do it in the right way, um, you can captivate people and make the content exciting. Um, and then I also did like some other little odd job things I wouldn't normally do web development and, um, like some like web design, but that's not something that I want to be known for. Like that was just me trying to like survive and, uh, make things, make ends meet. But I would say, yeah, the big thing is, is doing, doing video and showcasing that I'm available. And, um, yeah, it's, it's tough. If you want to talk a little bit more about mindset, I think one of the big barriers I had to get over, especially when I was like going from nine to five to, um, working for myself was like, when I was working nine to five, I was getting at least like $150 a day. And so when you're working for the entrepreneur or working for yourself, like that, it doesn't work out that way where you're getting, Hey, I'm putting in this work and I'm getting paid this month today, unless you're like on some kind of hourly. But for the most part, like you're doing things that you hope will pay off. Like you're going to put together this proposal and you hope that the client signs off on it, but if they don't, that was an hour of your time putting together this proposal that they may or may not use. So that's like, that's one of the big frustrating things is, or one of the things that's is tough that people I have, I think have a hard time getting past is not like a one-to-one. Cause like when you're in school, you like, you study and you take this test and they give you a grade entrepreneurship, you put together this proposal. They were, they don't even give you a grade of whether they liked it. They're just like, ghost or you don't even ever hear from them again. Um, and there's a lot of those things where like, are you putting together a blog post or putting out social media and you're hoping that it pans out, but you don't really know until you do it. And then you just have to wait patiently and you got to keep doing that. Um, like even for like doing podcasts, for example, like I think this is episode five, right? No, this is episode, uh, I think I counted like 15 or, or 16, actually. Yeah. There we go. I forgot one of the ones. So this is like where episode 15, it's yeah. like doing a podcast. It's like the first 100, first 200, like you're kind of hearing crickets and you got to keep pushing through that. And like, it, I don't know, it, it can be tricky because, you know, it feels like definition of insanity sometimes when you're like doing the same thing, expecting different results, but you kind of just have to like, for me, I have a passion. So if, for people listening, like I also have a podcast called, um, the Tactus Media Podcast. If you're cool with me plugging that here. No, um, away. Yeah. So they can, (laughs) and if they listen like those first like 10, 20 episodes are really that foundation of, um, like how to build a brand, things to consider, like, um, just like your core values and how to, how to showcase those visually in a way that, um, you know, connects with your audience. So that's why I recommend check out the Tactus Media podcast. They can also go to, um, 
the tacticsmedia.com. Uh, there's a freebies section or the media mentor hub. Um, so like mentoring people through how to make media. Uh, so if you go there, there's a lot of free resources that I think are helpful for people. And then, yeah, if you can subscribe to the podcast, but those two things are really how I help the average consumer. Cause for me, my business is it's B2B really. I should have maybe preface this at the beginning is that I like working with businesses that are trying to sell their products or services to other businesses. Cause there's just like, I don't know. They have more, uh, I don't know. They, one, they have like a little bit more money to do it. That's one thing. And then two, um, they're a little bit more targeted towards what they're trying to accomplish. And so that's, that's like really my sweet spot. But if you're just an average consumer, you're one, you're someone that wants to like make, start making videos. Or you, um, you want to do, uh, like kind of create some foundational videos for your business. You can go to tactusmedia.com. Uh, there's that freebies section. And, um, I think they're pretty helpful. I'm adding new stuff all the time, working on new blog posts. So if you follow us on medium, uh, you'll be getting a lot of that good content. Um, at least I think so. Uh, it's it's a lot oh, of yeah. work putting this together, as you know, Andrew. Oh yeah, no. Brian's content goes viral for a reason, so definitely check out it, it, website Tactus Media. Micro viral, yeah, yeah. yeah Tactusmedia dot com. Uh, yeah, micro virality. But I, you know, I'm I'm learning just like everyone else. So like, I think, and I, I hope I dispelled it at the beginning of this episode, or this podcast. That like, you know, I by not all means have not made it. I like don't consider myself successful by any means. Like, um, but I'm still like working and just trying to get better every day and like i have little wins and i'm trying to get better at celebrating those but i still have a long way to go and a lot more work that needs to be done and i'm okay with that and i'm okay like you know failing failing fast and just trying to like be smarter and better about how i do things in the future but that's that's worked for me and it's like really daunting and it might not be the best for other people. I think a lot of other people like to have it, things like kind of organized and set, set out. But I knew that just like trusting in myself that gosh, like if I lean into who I am, I, I can get the results that I want. Um, may not be as fast as I want them to be not as rapid as I'd like, but, uh, with patience, you know, good things happen. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and I, I do want to yeah, remind you, Brian, yeah, and obviously everyone has their own versions of success, but being a full-time entrepreneur for, are you going on two years now, three years now? Uh, It'll be three in August, actually, which is crazy. That is, <laughs> that is success, man. Yeah, I think like 90% of businesses fail within like their first year. And so you 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 already crossed those thresholds. Uh, so I hope you can pat yourself on the back a little bit for that. Um, uh, I appreciate you, Andrew. You're too kind. And, uh, and I do want to... Uh, ask about, uh, I'm sure people are knowing because, you know, being, being creative, like you said, um, having clients on retainer is huge um, versus, you know, one, one and done projects. I'm wondering if you can talk to, you know, what it takes to get clients on retainer so you can have that consistent income and, and uh, not go back to look at, look at the stars less and less per se. Sure. That was, that's kind of a tough question. And I think uh, for me, it's, it's a kind of a combination of like, like I mentioned, like you're putting in the work, but then a little bit of luck at the same time. Like a lot of times before I work on retainer with someone, I like to do a few projects just to get a few feel for me and I get a feel for them. Um, and then kind of from there, you're like, okay, there's enough work here. We can go like month to month and keep working together. Um, so I think, cause that's part of it too. It's a two way relationship. Like you need a client that likes what you do, but you also need to like the client too, to make things work out really well. Um, but I would say, yeah, it's tough. In the early stages, you're going to be scoping out projects by project because a lot of people have a hard time committing to 
uh, a retainer model and they have to have trust in you that you're going to be using your time wisely. And, um, yeah, that pro- a lot of people, it's easier for them to like go with doing a project by project basis. Cause then it's like one, like they're done with the project and they can move on. They know that you don't can just keep like a lot of people don't just have the budget for ongoing video work. Um, so it has to be a good combination it has to be the right fit. And so for me, it's the combination of putting myself out there, letting people know that I'm available, but then I got lucky. Like there's, there's clients that are just like dream clients that reached out to me and I was able to, um, continue doing work with them time and time again. Um, and they, they have the budget and resources to do it. And, um, they're cool as well, which is great. You don't always have that opportunity. Like sometimes people have the budget, but they might not be that nice. And especially in the creative world, some like I, I, my biggest advice, like if you're working with creatives or someone's designing something for you or they're taking photos or they're, um, you know, any kind of expression of themselves, like be very thankful to them because they're putting a little piece of themselves in that work. Like this isn't just a commodity. Like they didn't just, um, you know, fill out some forms and send it to you. Like they actually put their heart and soul into this, like this project that they made. So I'm always, always try to like over top, be very thankful to your creatives. Um, cause it's not an easy thing. You're pulling like something from the, the ether. Like you're like, we talked about earlier, like, um, getting that a creative to cooperate the, you know, the creative mind or whatever that it is. That's like, making this thing that's not easy to do i think like steve jobs really valued like um employees that were doing things outside of like work that they were like maybe writing a song or they do improv like he really valued that creative and i i think um there is something unique to that because you're pulling from the ether you're, it's not you it's like you're I, words can't describe Freud tried to like Freud was like, I'm never going to tackle creative, like understand like what makes people creative because it's like so out there. Um, it, it's a very uh, unique thing. And so be very creative, be very, <laughs> be thankful to your creatives, not creative to your creatives. Um, <laughs> get creative with how you thank them. They'll probably appreciate that too. <laughs> no, I, I love that. And, uh, yeah, as, as wrapping up here, um, yeah, I want to ask you a, a, some final, final questions about, um, your business and your life. Um, so this is kind of like a, a rapid fire question, but what are some awesome tools that you love to use to help grow your business and manage your business? Yeah, I was going to respond to this one with, uh, like self care being the number one tool that helps me get through my business. But I guess I can throw a couple out there. Um, yeah, I like to doist is a really good platform for organizing, um, things it's, uh, I know other people use things like ClickUp or Asana, um, or some other similar ones, but anyway, that to do is the one that I like. It has like a smart platform in it where you like start typing and it'll like, um, give you like the date, like if you're like, Hey, I want this to be due on, uh, May 15th, then it'll actually like start smart copying and that into that. And all you have to do is press enter and it'll just like create that as a calendar date. So that's Todoist, T-O-D-O-I-S-T.com. Um, it's a big shout out to those guys. I've, I've really enjoyed, and they're up doing updates all the time. So that's one tool that's very helpful. But at the end of the day, as an entrepreneur, the, the, the best tool is taking care of yourself because if you're not available and you're not ready to go and firing on some kind of cylinders, you're going to really struggle. I love that. Uh, maybe that leads into the, the next question is, if you wanted people to have one takeaway from this interview about, uh, you know, being a full-time entrepreneur or running a, a, a video marketing business, what is that one takeaway you want them to have? 
Yeah, the one takeaway. Uh, <laughs> that always makes it tough. I hope this, uh, it, it, you're not upset about this one, but I think um, you can't cheat the process. Like, good things take time, and having patience, I think, is the biggest thing as an entrepreneur, um, especially in today's day and age where we want results pretty fast. And, um, and you can get results really fast. You don't have to wait to watch your show on Thursday night or Friday night anymore. You can just Netflix binge watch it um, if you want. So I would say, you know, being patient and just knowing that like all the hardships and challenges that you go through are pretty normal. And there's going to be plenty of challenges that you have to go through every single day <laughs> as an entrepreneur. But like if you're patient and like you're willing to like take the time to uh give yourself permission to fail and permission to not do as well then you're eventually going to get those results um but if you're showing up and you're putting in the work um yeah patience 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 i don't have a lot of it <laughs> but i i can i can preach it all day and i'm trying to get better with it and my wife my wife actually helps me learn a lot about that patience and everything um so that's a, that's a big one. Cause especially, you know, in today's day and age, you, you think you can make like one post, put it out there and you're like, it's going to go off, you know, have all these results, but you got to like, keep showing up, keep doing that time and time again. And then it eventually pays off. Well, I love that. Well, Brian, this has been amazing and incredible. And, uh, you know, I, you, I hope, you know, you are inspiring a lot of people out there that it is possible to leave your full-time job, become a full-time entrepreneur, even with, uh, you know, that's the thing too, obviously, you know, my, my, my parents wanted me to have uh, something safe as well and uh, something comfortable, but uh, you know, sometimes you do got to listen to that inner spirit. And like you said, fight through, keep going, keep pushing, hold the faith, um, utilize resources and support from people around you. Um, but if people want to learn more about you, want to connect with you, want to hire you, uh, how can they get a hold of you? How can they connect with you? Yeah, I want to first say, yeah, thanks. Thank you so much, Andrew, for having me on the pod. This has been amazing. And thanks for the good questions and helping me keep a little bit more uh, organized. I can get a little scattered and go in a lot of different directions because this stuff is like so much fun and I and I live it. And it's it's fun being able to talk with someone about this because my, my wife could care less. She's like, I don't care about this entrepreneur stuff. <laughs> I, like So having fellow people that you can like spitball ideas is, is really helpful. So yeah, if people want to um, get a hold of me, they can go to tactusmedia.com. Um, uh, they can, yeah, it has my email on there, but then also on social media channels, uh, Instagram and LinkedIn and Facebook, um, they can check out there and that's a, a good way to connect with me. I put out like a lot of free advice. I probably give away too much stuff, but, uh, whatever. Um, <laughs> and then also, yeah, thank you for having me on the pod. Hopefully I didn't say anything too uh, random. I, I have a tendency to do that. And hopefully it's been a value for you guys as the audience. Um, here we are May 4th, uh, may the fourth be with everybody. And, yeah. uh, yeah, we, uh, we're right before lunchtime. So if you can tell that our, our, our brains need that, that extra meal here pretty soon. So, um, <laughs> A part of that self-care that we've been talking about. So yeah, thank you big time, Andrew. What you're doing is amazing. Shedding light on stories with entrepreneurs for getting out there and like trying to do the impossible It's honestly, it's one of the hardest things you'll ever do. Um, but if you have that calling, you have that in your heart and, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I can't recommend it for everyone. I can't just be like, Hey, become an entrepreneur. And I don't want people going out there and quitting their jobs tomorrow because like, it, it's a scary thing and you know, if it's for you and then you need to know your own like personal situation of if you can do it and how long can you do it for? I know like some people give themselves a little bit of a runway. Um, 
we won't go into that. I don't, I don't want to go too much into numbers and like too much of the details, but if people have any questions, feel free to reach out. I'm happy to be a resource. Um, always helping, trying to help out other people if I can. <laughs> I've been rambling. Thank you, Andrew. Let's no, wrap this thing good. up. Let's no, wrap it up. <laughs> Thanks, Brian. So that concludes another episode of Rapid Results and we'll make sure to see you all next week. Here's everyone. Thanks, everyone. That concludes another episode of Rapid Results. Remember to leave a review about something you learned so others can share the knowledge. Keep being unstoppable in your pursuit of the lifestyle freedom you desire. And we'll see you next week.